0: To be a great manager, you need to be a good coach.
1: Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people
0: to improve your organization.
1: Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thanks for having me back, my friend. I'm so glad that we get another opportunity to talk about how coaching can change your organization and increase your potential.
0: Absolutely. And uh, today we're going to talk about to be a great manager, you need to be a good coach.
1: Interesting. There's there's no, uh, I'm a great manager, but I'm a bad coach. (laughs) Can you, be a, can you be a great coach without being a good manager? Oh, okay. We'll just stick with the topic.
0: Yeah, we'll just stick with the topic. But can, I think that's a, there's an interesting concept. I think you could be a great coach and a bad manager. You'd, you'd help people coach. But you, can you direct and get a team to involve and all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff? But I think one of the most important aspects of being a good great manager is to, to in fact, be a good coach. And uh, the folks that I've worked with over the years, that when I've seen them develop their skills as coaches, mm-hmm. uh, they become much better managers. And they dramatically change the organization. And that's such an important key
1: before you get into all the details of this topic, Mm -hmm. when do you think it became more important to be a coach when you're a manager? You know, as we're, as we're looking at organizations, have they been in the the last century and kind of the history of coaching, things
0: like that. Yeah. Coaching didn't really come into play as a, as a tool probably until the 1960s and seventies, John Whitmore. And then of course he wrote the book, uh, coaching performance, which is an excellent book. Then, um, and Graham Alexander wrote a Super Coach, which is like 400 pages long. It's a great book, but I don't recommend that the average person who's trying to improve their coaching skills would read that one. <laughs> it's a great one, but it, I wouldn't do it. But really, you know, in the 90s and, and around 2000, it became a much more prominent concept of being a coach as a manager. And what I see from from most of the folks that I work with, and I was actually working with a manager this week, and she's a classic teller person i mean she actually supervisors tellers but okay. she tells people what to do and she goes i'd like to find a way to do it in a way that's not so abrupt okay so that i could be softer and uh and actually i asked her now we're kind of off track here but i it was a great question you did and And uh, so I asked her, I said, who's the best manager you ever worked for in your entire life? Obviously, excluding the the current managers you're at, they're terrifically, they're absolutely wonderful because they hired me. Uh Uh, But uh, I said, you know, other managers in your life. And she said she'd worked for a a guy and she would worked at a pharmacy. And I said, okay, how did he communicate with you? And she goes, well, he would always ask me, you know, how are you today? How are things going? Uh, And then at the end of my shift, you know, I'd have certain tasks I have to get done. And he would come to me and says, you know. Do you need some help from me to help you get the task done before the end Ooh. of your shift? And then, you know, he would ask her, you know, do you mind if I show you the easiest and quickest way to do this? Oh, so and then so when I we, love that question. Yeah, it's a great question. And so yeah. then when we started to break down what she did and break down the pro, I started breaking down how he communicated with her. I said, OK, of those statements he made or those, you know, the way he communicated with you, what were they? And she began to think about it and she goes, they're all questions. Yeah. And I said, and and do you, do you notice that he engaged you, he involved you. You didn't know even know he was using that as a technique. But now that we're breaking it down, I said, do you want to be more like, his name was John, do you want to be more like John? And and she goes, yes. And I said, so what you really want to do with this process is mirror match and model John and so that you could do it that way. And she goes, yeah, if I were to know the questions to ask, I can be much more effective as a manager. And there's no question that that could be the case. And that's that's our goal with her as we go forward is to help her develop that skill so that she can learn how to ask questions. And so... It,
1: yeah. Now, are, are questions important in coaching? I ask,
0: because
1: <laughs> we do mention that a lot, folks. And so it's a really important concept. It's absolutely critical. Concept.
0: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely critical. And rather than telling people what to do, you want to make sure that you ask them uh, questions to understand what's happening. And here's one of the most powerful ideas. You know, one of the most powerful motivating conditions people can experience at work is making progress at something that is personally meaningful. And that's so important for us to do is to find something that's personally personally meaningful. And as a coach, if we if we just tell people, here's the task, here's the job, here's the role, we'll never find out what is that thing that lights their fire? What's that little spark in them that they want to pursue or they get better at? And by coaching and asking questions, we can ask, find that thing that helps them make progress towards something that's personally meaningful. What are they what skill do they want to develop? What what tools do they want to develop? How do they want to get better? And I just think that's such an incredibly important concept. And so we've got to make sure that we do that. Is to uh, to focus on helping them improve in that regard. So, can you? So you can be a manager, right? But you got to
1: have the questions to be a great manager, right? So, why is it that uh, companies don't make that an important concept up front?
0: I think a lot of organizations don't even know. You know, we can see that there's a lot of companies out there that coaching is not part of the component of the manager's role or even experience. And I would, I would typically say probably from my experience with organizations, clearly 80% of them do not put coaching as an important priority for their organization. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the critical skills of as the more I work with individuals and the more that I see them progress and grow, when they start using the coaching model, it dramatically changes how they view the world and how they work with their folks. And sometimes it can dramatically change themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got an experience just recently. A manager was going through a very difficult time. Uh, She was off work for an extended period of time, came back. The manager worked with her and realized that she was being, you know, rather rigid in how she managed. And so the manager brought her in, and I actually worked with this person and brought her in and said, how can you, you know, what's happening in your organization? And she actually created the awareness and responsibility, and she recognized, this employee recognized, this manager recognized, she's being rather rigid. And so she wasn't very happy when she heard the information, but guess what? She went back. She had her own personal come-to-Jesus meeting and said, you know what? My manager is right. So then what she did is she worked with her manager some more, and they came up with a question that she went back to all of her employees, and she said, how can I be a better manager Ooh. to you? So now we had somebody who was completely rigid, mm-hmm. who was, you know, set in their ways, and it's my way or the highway, going back to their employees saying, you know what, I've got to have a conversation with them. How can I be a better manager is a great question.
1: How do you get someone who's an old school type manager and just this is how they've always done it to have that realization that they can do better if they do that move?
0: Yeah, well, and she had to, she had to show her the data, and the data was okay, – The data the data was there's nobody talking, the, the organization's very quiet, there's no laughter. And, and I think this manager actually, uh, what she did is she said, let's go visit this department, and I just want to see what you observe. And, you know, they started talking about they're talking, they're laughing, they're doing this. And then what do you think the component of that is? Do you think that's that's a a healthy work environment or an unhealthy work environment? So they had to have that conversation. And the manager was rigid basically said, well, I like to see people more focused and quiet and and really working. And she goes, do you really think that's the way they would want to function? You know and and so then she started showing that data and then she went over to her office and they and they watched people just you know over in the corner having a conversation but just quietly watched everyone and it was a lot quieter and there wasn't as much interaction and people were really focused and working which that's what she wanted but she asked her the question is that really the healthy work environment yeah and so then when she, they went back and they had that conversation then how can we change this how can we make this better and then one of her ways of doing that was going back and asking the question, how can I be a better manager to everyone that worked in her department? So
1: showed them examples, showed them data. I like that. Show right. them the data and it should be pretty clear and they'll, they'll decide on their own how right. they want to change.
0: Yeah. I mean, this manager was not going to let her continue to operate this way, but she wasn't going to tell her she had to do it. She wanted to make sure that she persuaded her in a way that showed her the data and said, come to this conclusion. Look at how this is done. See mm-hmm. what happens. And- Um, you know, and this, this manager, really one of the keys to being a a great coach is to listen deeply Mm. and she listened deeply to, um, you know, as the senior manager, she listened to the entire team and she wanted to find out how their feelings were impacted by the way the work environment was. And she really found out what was at, you know, what was at their heart? What did they think? What was their perspective? And then when she did that, she was able to convey to the other manager this is what they think. This is what they see. This is what they feel. But she had to do it in a way that, you know, she didn't want this manager to quit. She didn't want to make her so angry that she left. Yeah. And, 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 and she really wanted to help this person develop and grow. And to see this person develop and grow was truly dramatic. And, uh, I just think that's such a, an incredibly yeah. powerful concept because that's really what we want in coaching is we want to be able to change behavior. Right. And that's a dramatic change for someone who's rather rigid and, they want to do things this way, and this is how they perceive it, to dramatically change the the culture of the organization where, you know what, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be an environment that's loose. It's going to be an environment where we can laugh, where we can talk to each other, but we still got a responsibility. We've got to get our job done. There's no question, but it had to be so rigid that, you know, it, it feels constrained.
1: Right, right, and and that way it opens up people's, um, I, I, I want to say uh, their aspirations and what they mm-hmm. w- want to do without... Being told exactly what right. they should be doing,
0: right? I mean, it just opens up a whole level because you never know when you've got a conversation with someone that another idea appears that you would have never had before. Mm-hmm. And by having, and if we're quiet and we're not saying anything, uh, a lot of missed opportunities occur. And so, having a much more comfortable and relaxed workforce can be a great thing. What else? Uh, And then the other thing is, you know, to be a great manager and to be a great and to be a good coach is to ask and don't tell. So many managers really tell people what to do. And, you know, I'd love people to go back and to listen. And we'll actually mention this at the end. uh, But great leaders ask questions. It's episode 72 where we had Bob Titi on. And really, truly, that's a great episode to go back and listen to. If you like these concepts we're talking about here. In asking and don't telling, listening to episode 72, Great Leaders Ask Great Questions this is a great one for that. And because I see so many leaders, they just want to tell people what to do. They just say, do this, do this, do this. And what happens is that just diminishes engagement. It, ind- it diminishes that person's involvement. And really, by asking open-ended questions and not answering the questions for them, you truly bring out people's ideas and thoughts, and you get them thinking about it. Um I, I'll give you a, an example of this. Uh, this week, I was working with somebody, and uh, she was doing sales training for her folks. And um, and actually, what we did is uh, we did a secret shop with them. And one of the questions I ask is, could, uh, you could to this person that was secret shopping, could you recommend a realtor? And that is code for you guys offer mortgages. I'm be looking for a mortgage. Yes. So, All are right. you listening for the cues? So the branch manager, they actually went to the branch manager who knew I was sh- doing the secret shop, knew I was going to ask these questions, said, could you recommend a realtor? Goes back. They asked her. She, they actually came up and said, yes. And they, and they recommended a realtor. But the key to that question was the key to the question was when I asked her later, the manager and I were talking and we talked about that question of the realtor She goes, I went home and I realized the reason you were asking that question is it was a Q question. Right. And she goes, not until I stopped and thought about it and realized that's what it was. You weren't looking for a realtor. What we should have been offering is a mortgage. Yes. And. You were looking for a house, but we could have gotten you pre-approved ahead of time so that when you walk to that realtor, you could have a pre-approval letter, as you will know. Mm -hmm. And they've got the pre-approval letter. That realtor is really excited about working with them because they know they're a qualified buyer. Right. And at that point, she goes, and it wasn't until I thought about it later that that occurred. And that's where adult learning happens is when you have that time when an idea is presented – and you have time to stop and think about it and then it was the aha moment see i couldn't have taught her that that was a cue moment she had to think about it and go oh, i missed an opportunity mm-hmm. i won't do that again when that happens that's the beginning of change in behavior yes. and then that way when somebody asks her again asking about a realtor she'll do that and so that's It's a, a great example because they're, the 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 Initial reaction is, well, I want to help this person.
1: Mm -hmm. Here's a name, but wait a minute. Right. How can I really help this
0: person? Right. Is that the real question? Yes. And so when we do the sales training with them, we've got to talk about the real question. Mm -hmm. And and so asking and not telling. Or, you know, the, the thing is, another question could be asked is, you know, you're looking for a realtor. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you're looking for? What kind of house you're looking for? What kind of area? Uh, you know, Do you need a mortgage at that point? And then all of a sudden you have a conversation. So asking and don't telling is such a great way to go about that. And then, obviously, focusing on moving forward positively. Uh, the uh, f- positive emotional attraction is so important for a coach to create a, a positive environment. And so if we ask questions in a positive way that create awareness and responsibility, we can help them move in a positive direction. Because we love being around people who are positive, uh, who really see the, the brighter side of life and can help us grow and progress. We love being around people like that. So... Uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's such an important key. And can we help people improve their development skills is really a, a great question for us as managers. Not only uh, – there, there's two – I was reading a book today, which is an excellent book, and it is called Helping People Change. The author's name has escaped me. But, but they were talking about, you know, one of the keys in a coaching moment, there's two things that we can look for. The person made a mistake – or can we help them develop on a skill? And those are really the two moments that we can really do it. You know, if they made a mistake, we can obviously help on how can we improve and grow on yeah. that. But, you know, what's a development skill that they need? What's a development moment that we can help them with mm-hmm. is such a, a critical factor. So those are some of the keys of and being a much more effective manager and just being a good coach. But too many too many times an effective
1: manager would, oh, there's a problem, so I'll coach them. but. Mm-hmm
0: this last point you're suggesting
1: a great coach
0: would help where
1: they can develop.
0: Right. You're looking for both aspects of it. Cause so many managers are just trying to pe- fix people's mistakes yeah. mm-hmm. and the mistakes that they make. But really a great manager is going to be one who looks at how do I develop my team uh, to the greatest process or the greatest level? Um, there's a, a great book uh, written by David Marquette who uh, turned this ship around and he was uh, a submarine captain. And he talked about this concept in his book. And I would love to have him on the podcast sometime. He's just a great idea. But he said, really, measuring a leader is not, you know, what their team does while that leader is there. Measuring a leader is what do those people go on to do four, five, six years after that leader's worked with them. And one of the key measures for him is they typically have four in a a submarine, they typically have 14 official leaders, people who could eventually be ready to move into cap- being a captain of a, of a ship or a submarine going forward. And one of the things that, that they, that in his ship, he had, I think, nine or 10 of his 14 went on to be captains within the next decade, uh, where the typical average is like two, two and a half. So he was almost four times better than the, than the average for the entire Navy fleet because what he taught his leaders on how to, how to manage more effectively. Mm-hmm. And that's such an important key in the process uh, because in the, in the Navy, they say great leaders, you know, great uh, good leaders give good orders. Great leaders give great orders. Mm-hmm. And he basically changed that whole process recognizing that he couldn't lead that way. You know, he basically, you know, great leaders ask questions Great leaders get out of the way. Great leaders let people do what they're skilled and trained to do. And that's what we're trying to do with the coaching. So if you want to be a great manager, uh, you need to be a good coach. And good coaches get out of the way and they ask great questions. And and just to add this, because I know you've talked about this
1: in many podcasts. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be a great manager, you Mm -hmm. become a great coach. But the benefit as well Mm -hmm. is that your own career
0: will do better. Absolutely. But also... Isn't it just a lot more fun? <laughs> it is absolutely a lot more fun. Yeah, and it, and it's a great way uh, to go about that. So just it's just a lot more fun. You just you just see people grow and develop, and that's one of the things that I ask. Uh, I encourage people now when they're hiring someone to be in a leadership role, is asking them the question: Are you what's most important—the improving your career, or helping those people that work with you improve their career? Right. You know, if if they're totally focused on their personal career and how I can move up the ranks, yeah, probably not the person we want. Mm-hmm. But if they're focused on helping build the people that work with them, guess what? Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna build a bunch better team, and that's such an important question. And for us the to secret do. is, they're gonna their careers gonna grow better when they do that too. Absolutely, their careers gonna grow much better as they do that. Yeah, and so that that leads into. I just wanted to also mention. Uh, some of the additional podcasts. They like this podcast today. We've got some other podcasts they can listen to. Yeah, And number 42, episode number 42, How the McGregor Article Can Help You Improve Your Coaching. And the McGregor article is actually listed on the link there uh, on episode 42. You can read the article and just give you a whole new sense of how you can be a more effective coach and a more effective manager. And then uh, we've also got episode number 65, The Top 10 Keys to Being a Great Coach. And that is also leading into some of the topics that we talked about today, which is a great one. And then there's one I mentioned earlier with Bob Tede, Great Leaders Ask Great Questions, episode number 72, which I highly recommend also as a great tool going forward. So those are some of the additional podcasts you can listen to that are somewhat like the ideas that we had today, but it will expand and and uh, make that broader so that you, in fact, uh, can be a great manager, but also a good coach. So when they re-listen to these Mm -hmm. and they say, wow, this is awesome, but I need more. Right. How can they get a hold of you directly? That is a great question. (laughs) I love the transition you used there. Very, very well done. And the way that they can get a hold of us is uh, they... Uh, One of the things that we offer is coachingmanager.university. And actually, I'll continue this. I've had people do this, and I'm just going to go ahead and and do this. I will give anybody who uh, reaches out to us, sends us an email and says, I want to have Coaching Manager University. uh, We will give that to them. Just one person that that emails in will get the first person to email in, say, I want it. I've listened to this episode, and I want to get a copy of it. Uh, I will give them Coaching Manager University. It's a 52-module program. It's online. They can do it. It's self-paced. And a lot of the ideas we've talked about here, they can use in much greater detail and to delve into it and how to how to do this. Uh, so we'll do that. They can also reach out to me on my website, royrolland.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. So they get a hold of us there. And uh, and I just think that's a, a great way to connect with people.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much, Rory. Thank you, Paul. We'll see
0: you next time. You bet.
1: Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRoland.com.